Kia ora no tātou. hope you've been enjoying the day, the week and the month since our last uh, monthly Q&A and keeping well and doing the things that you need to do uh, to look after yourself and to keep safe during this time. Aha kwa keihea koutou, kei te hahuki koutou. I'm back for another round of our Q&A, so let's get into it. Um, just uh, again, a couple of parts like this time around, which is making me think maybe these should be a live video. Let me know what you think, um, so that we can have that kind of interactive um, part I as we go kind of thing as well as any other part I that you might send through. And the first part I that came through is uh, what is the benefit of having a whakapapa or legacy lens or worldview? And because whakapapa is everything, it's really hard to know where to start, but we'll try, we'll just get into it. Um, for me, the reason why I think it's important or the value that it has for me is that knowing I'm the culmination of everyone and everything who's come before me reminds me that I'm not alone and also brings me comfort knowing that whatever I might be going through, whatever trials and tribulations or adversities or um, confusion and uncertainty, because my, my whakapapa, my tūpuna live on through me, um, and having that lens or that worldview reminds me that whatever I'm going through, they've already endured and they've already survived. Because if they didn't, I wouldn't be here today. And so having that perspective reminds me of that, which is comforting. Usually doesn't make it any easier, but it's like, okay, I'm not the only one facing this. Or, you know, this isn't the first time this problem's ever happened or <laughs> plagued someone. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, what did they do? And how can I harness that or lean into that to help me figure out how I'm supposed to get through what I'm supposed to get through? Because it might be the exact same situation. It might be a different expression of it. Um, and then you've got pūrāko like uh, Tāne's ascent to Tikitiki Orangi being attacked by Firo and Te Aitanga Apepeke. You know, then I'm like, okay, well, if I'm Tāne and I'm pursuing my own kete or my own potential, I will be attacked by some manifestation of Firo or Te Aitanga Apepeke in some way. Whether that's internal or external, kind of depends on the phase. <laughs> um, but so, you know, having that kind of perspective just makes all the things in, that happen, that feel like they happen to me, just so much more natural. Like it's not a, like because I'm a bad person, these bad things are happening. Like it's, it removes that and it even removes pressure in some way. And saying that, like, no one has higher expectations of me than I do. <laughs> and so I can get on my case and get quite critical. But then um, having that whakapapa lens or that legacy, like understanding my place in it as the taina to everyone who's come before me, not just uh, ira tangata, not just in terms of my human tupuna, um, but also the taiao, the natural environment and atua as well. And so it's comforting, it's reassuring, and it's empowering as well. Because they survived, and they endured, and they persevered, they overcame, 
the adversities that they faced. So by Papa again, I can too. And I think that's the main benefit that that kind of worldview has for me in my life. I'm keen to hear what your whakaro are on that one, on everything <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, next part I. Where does laughter sit in te ao marama? Does it connect to any specific atua that you know of? Ultimately, do you think laughter has a whakapapa? And if so, what would be its counterbalancing force, in your opinion? That's a really tricky one. I've never thought about laughter or that kind like the expressions we have in that kind of way so this one really got me when it first came in so kia ora <laughs> um i don't know of any kōrero that it ties to any specific atua i did a little bit of reading and investigating to find out why we laugh and people still don't know <laughs> like right from pepe it's something they do to express uh the joy uh, inside the mode of expression and I think this is one of the distinctions between atua Māori and other atua or gods from different peoples around the world is ours are personifications of the natural environment so you could say when uh, when it's a windy day like could that be tafri mātea like laughing you know, if you hear how he interacts with the rako, like sometimes that sounds like a laugh, or even out at sea uh, with the waves crashing, like could that be interpreted as tangaroi and hinemoana laughing or some other kind of expression that they have? And so that's my understanding of who and what our atua are, like personifications of our natural environment to help our tupuna and help us make sense of why the world is the way it is compared to other kōrero from other cultures about their gods like they have a specific trait associated to them which I don't believe applies to our atua so I would go on the record here in the safe space <laughs> to say that I don't think there's an atua of laughter um, but where it sits in te marama how I interpret that question I could be way off here so please help me out yeah it's got to do with interaction with engaging with others uh, reaction uh, what's the other word expression and connection and there's heaps of and <laughs> um, but yeah those are the kind of whakaro and kupu that come to mind when I think of the place that it has and strengthening or maybe enhancing those kinds of connections through that way and then also laughter is often the result of other things that have had to take place like when you do it with pepe you usually make them laugh and then they laugh as a reaction to something and so there's a whakapapa to it in that way i believe like there's a cue from the environment or a trigger um, that causes that type that type of reaction but keen to hear anyone else's whakaro on that one that was a really tricky one <laughs> had me stumped and then the last part i for this round or for this month is what is your favorite pūrāko um, i think it varies depending on what i'm going through and i feel like i need to do more research to either interpret 
the Pudako I know from different perspectives or at a deeper level as well as find new ones uh, but one that I refer to often is Tane's Ascent to Tiki Tiki Orangi in uh, the role that Fido has in that and also Tafri Mate as well with uh, coming to Tane's aid is he now who on there and how she's built for purpose she was given everything she needed and nothing she didn't which is relevant to our first Pathai as well um, knowing that we're oh, a reminder that we're built for purpose and so everything I need is already within me so that's uh, something I lean into quite often <laughs> and then one that's I guess more regional or specific to me being from Te Arawa is the kōrero about Ngahue who came to Aotearoa, found Pounamu, took it back to Hawaii, and that kōhatu was used to create the toki that carved the Te Arawa waka and brought our people over here. And I love the interpretations that we can make from that, like going off to uh, collect Pounamu of all kinds, literal, metaphorical, emotional, spiritual, um, and then bringing it back or utilizing it, harnessing it to be of service to others. Now, that's one of the main interpretations I make from that Puraka. So I really like that one. And it's a kind of constant reminder to me that whatever mahi I do, what's the contribution back to others? You know, who am I accountable to? And so that reminds me of that. And then also how Te Arawa became Te Arawa. So they went, they left Hawaii as Ngāti o Homairangi. They went into Te Korokoro Te Parata, into the whirlpool, and were led out by an Arawa or a hammerhead shark. And so renamed and rebranded themselves, for want of a better word, as Te Arawa to symbolize that journey that they had um, survived because some whakapapa lines didn't um, as a result of that. And I really resonate, something just clicks for me about the poeticness, if that's, if that's even a word, um, the poeticness and what that part of the story symbolizes like to go through something to take the space and time to kind of reassess recalibrate and then like you're changed from that experience forever and so you need to honor that and commemorate that in some way and so for Ngāti o Homairangi they changed their name um, and so probably uh, reprioritized a few things as well and that's something that I've tried to become a bit more intentional about when different things happen is to uh, celebrate or sometimes they don't feel like they're worthy of celebration <laughs> uh, but just to acknowledge those events that happen um, in some way and to pay them the respect they, they deserve and also myself for enduring that and so those are the ones that come to mind but I love the separation corridor. I love all Pudako. Especially, I'm also learning more about Atuare or the feminine Atua, female Atua, uh, which is really exciting. And that requires a whole lot of unlearning as well. Um, because of my upbringing and the kind of perspective that I learned Pudako from. 
uh, which has been really, really cool and exciting. Um, but that's our part time for this week, or that's our session. Uh, but let me know what you reckon about the live. We might do that next month um, on the first Wednesday, which, let me check my calendar, will be on, oh, it's the 1st of December. Um, so, yeah. I'm just going to put it out there, we'll try it, if it doesn't work or no one's available at that time, then we'll reassess <laughs> and we might come back to doing it like this. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that and if you have any other partai at all, please send them through uh, for the monthly Q&A, but then also for, um, yeah, if you just want to chat and catch up in general. Kia pai te toingo te rā e te iwi, kia pai te wiki, te marama, I'll catch you next month. And I'll do a bit more promo leading up to it as well. So if you're, um, if you want to catch it on the live, um, you know when it's going to happen. <laughs> Kia ora tato.